You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Mike Caden, who is the co-founder and CEO of Red Circle. It is a podcast platform that we at Marketing News Canada use, and we recommend to all of our people that ask us, where should we go? It is a podcast platform for podcasters that want to grow and monetize their audience. Mike wrote the initial code for Red Circle from scratch and has since led the technology and advertising sales effort as the company has scaled to tens of millions of monthly downloads and millions in revenue. Prior to Red Circle, Mike worked as a senior engineering manager at Uber, where he built Uber's communications and marketing platform during the company's key hyper-growth phase. Earlier in his career, Mike worked in the education space as both a classroom teacher and a technologist at an educational nonprofit. He holds a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and education from Brown University and a master's degree in computing in education from Columbia University. He lives in Cincinnati with his wife and three-year-old son. Mike, good to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited to, to jam. So, Mike, I also have a three-year-old son, and uh, he is really into Blippy. I don't know if you've discovered <laughs> Blippy yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, Blippy, Blippy's actually already come and gone for my son. He's moved okay. on to Daniel Tiger, but, but oh. Blippy was big for a minute. I would, I would much prefer Daniel Tiger because he's so chill. <laughs> And, and teaches such good chill. lessons. No, he's the opposite of chill. <laughs> um, so, but, but, but the Blippy story is fascinating though, because you know a guy, a YouTuber, who who then was making quite provocative YouTube videos, switched to children's videos and just took off like wildfire, to the point where he now is um, continues to put out things on YouTube, but he makes his money uh, by licensing his uh, look and feel, and then has a TV show now. Yep. I mean, the, the ability of independent creators to create um, sort of high scale businesses to be able to create, you know, real uh, connections with their fans and revenue on Internet platforms like YouTube is uh, is an incredible new phenomenon and an incredible way that the economy fundamentally is changing. There are so many people today that have become Internet creators making anything from you know, uh, date night money all the way up to like life changing seven, eight figure money like like Blippi. Um, and uh, and what Red Circle is doing is trying to create a similar ecosystem in, in podcasting. That's that's what we're after. It's a it's a podcast platform that helps independent creators to grow and monetize. And, you know, we want to create uh, the next Blippi of podcasting and, and provide the technology to make that happen. And I think those that have ever um, dabbled in podcasting or, or listened to podcasting, you're listening to a podcast right now, most people don't think about the host. You know, it, the host isn't advertised. Um, I, you know, I, I actually, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know if many people go directly to Red Circle to listen to shows. Like most people go through Spotify or Apple, I, you know, the, their podcast app. Um, so you don't really know, uh, or you don't think about anchor or river, you know, all, you know, all the options that are out there. Uh, and so we, as a podcast, when we first started, I think we were using SoundCloud when we started mm -hmm. about six years ago, that was like the OG, it was SoundCloud was the option. Yep. And I think even before that, this is how old this show is. We were just using a, a basic RSS feed, which we then, uh, you know, Jimmy rigged into the Apple podcast. And that was our only kind of mainstream distributor, unless you were a hardcore RSS feed user. Mm -hmm. And then we went to SoundCloud. Um, so then you had two options to listen to the show, SoundCloud and Apple. And then Anchor, we discovered it. And I know that you're comfortable talking about Anchor because I think that's sure. been the kind of like, um, like if you go to Home Depot 
and, and you want to start building things, there's these like, or you could even go to the dollar store and you could pick up a hammer and a few tools and it's very approachable. Uh, and then eventually we realized when we actually for the first time started getting advertisers because we were manually um, editing in all of our ads into every one of our shows. Mm -hmm. So two things happened. One was our advertisers loved it because they forever, Evergreen had all these ads going on. Uh, and secondly, for us, though, uh, when we wanted to switch out our advertisers, we then had to edit the shows and figure out, okay, when are we launching that show and when are we publishing that show? And we and anyone who wanted to listen to our backlog of shows because we didn't realize that, like some of our back shows, which again, shout out to like Seth Godin, um, you know, the social media director of Lego, the brand head of Starbucks, Guy Kawasaki, mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell, mm -hmm. some of our most popular shows continue to get even sometimes more listens than our current shows. Right. So, but but they're listening to an old ad from like Canada Post from years ago. Yep. So we finally did our research and looked at all of the host options where you could have dynamic ad insertion. And, and we, um, I won't get into all the details. And, and I, I was just saying uh, offline, we could do an infographic. It'd be really cool actually to show what we discovered. But I think the biggest thing that I, I loved about Red Circle was I did a test. Part of the test was what's customer service like? And so we messaged everyone on Twitter, Facebook, um, customer support, and Red Circle got back to us immediately. Mm. And, and even we did a test on LinkedIn of like the founders of each group on LinkedIn. Your co-founder got back to me within, I think, 12 hours even on LinkedIn and said, whatever I can do, let me know. And I was just blown away. Yeah. And, and you're, whoever's running your customer service on Twitter was incredible and they were really fun about it. Um, <laughs> and I think that amongst other things, but I think that was one that just really resonated with me about just how customer centric your organization is. Cause I think podcasting world's growing so fast and, and you probably don't need to be great at customer service because so many people need you, but you've chosen to make that a priority I found. Well, I mean, it's it's something to do with what we're trying to accomplish at Red Circle is to provide tools for podcast creators that are trying to sort of up-level themselves and, and, and turn their podcast uh, into a business or take their existing podcast business and turn it into a bigger one. Um, you know, those types of creators, they're sophisticated, they're thoughtful, they have uh, technical and complicated questions to try to accomplish whatever interesting goals they have with the podcast content. And so in order to service folks like that well, you have to have a solid customer service organization and you have to really put time and energy and effort into creating a culture where that's valued. You know, for us, um, for many, many years, all the support was actually provided by the software engineers on the team themselves. Um, and that was sort of designed to help them feel the consequences of a bug that they write or really understand the voice of the customer before they wrote a piece of code. Um, and that's been super helpful for us uh, along the way. And, you know, we've expanded from there and have, you know, dedicated customer support and account management staff, but, um, but we still sort of uh, stay very close to the customer uh, throughout the organization. And that, that really helps there. And yeah, like, like I said, you know, uh, it, we're, we're very interested in working with podcast creators who are serious about what they do and serious people uh, want to have serious answers and not, not canned responses. And so we, we do take pride in, in the quality of our interactions with customers. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah. And, and another thing I noticed, which is great, again, we, we looked at every, all the options, was there was a lot of hosts that said, okay, you can host on us. And it was either like, hey, we'll be, it's free, but there was like almost like a catch to it. It was like kind of a bait and switch. Like once we dug into it, it was like, oh, it's free, but we're gonna choose what ads go on your show and you don't really have an option and we're gonna take 98.3% of the revenue from that. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. And then there was another one where it was, 
okay, yeah, you can use our platform and you are paying a fee, but we're also going to um, fill in the ads for you. You don't manage the ads. And, and so what I loved about Red Circle was we were comfortable going out and finding our own advertisers. And especially we wanted to find advertisers that fit with our listeners. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to totally sell out and, and you know, or, or, or not know what sort of ads were running on our show. Yep. And so the fact that Red Circle almost gave us that power, like I was fine to pay your fee. It, it was a good, you know, it was a very fair fee. But then I also had control over pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll uh, along the way. And then I think you do have the option, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. If I want to say, hey, Red Circle, can you find stuff for us? Is that where, is that one of your options at the moment? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, the platform is designed to let you make money in whatever way makes sense for you and your audience and be as flexible as possible, including to not use any of our advertising stuff at all. Um, And, uh, you know, so we have three different main ways that we help folks to monetize. Uh, One of them is is not related to advertising, which is that we help you in a sort of uh, a subscription payments product where you can collect a couple of bucks from your fans once a month um, or once a year in exchange for bonus content, exclusive episodes, things like that. Um, Maybe an ad free version of your show if you wanted to set it up like that. Um, That's one way we do it. And then we have an advertising platform, which has two different types of ads. Uh, One is a programmatic advertising which, uh, you know, is the same sort of ads you might hear on Pandora or Spotify pre-recorded by the brand um, inserted dynamically and programmatically in real time such that like the specific advertisement that's inserted is for that specific listener who hit play and Spotify or wherever else. We're stitching together these audio files dynamically right in the moment when the listener hits play. Um, and then the last type of advertising that we support is our sort of host read uh, automated platform. We call it RAP. It's the, the Red Circle advertising platform. And it's um, uh, we go out, we have an advertising sales team. I'm, I'm part of it. And we go out and we go and find brands and agencies that want to purchase uh, ads on the content that we have on the platform. We have thousands of podcasts available representing tens of millions of downloads. Um, and advertisers can work with us uh, either in a self-service and a ma- or a managed service way to point and click and execute ad deals on top of all of our inventory um, without all the emails and spreadsheets and complexities of things that come with trying to execute a podcast advertising campaign by hand across you know dozens of shows. Um, so to, to answer your question more briefly, though, um, you know if you're a podcaster and you want us to go and source ads for you, absolutely we can do that. Uh, on the programmatic side, you just sort of turn it on, the ads start getting inserted. You have some control. You can control categories of ads. If you want to turn off, say, political ads or something, you can do that. Um, But you're not sort of picking and choosing each individual piece of audio that's inserted into your show. That's one option. Uh, A lot less work, uh, a little bit less control. Um, And then on the other side, we have this host-read automated platform where we're going to find deals for you and you'll just get a notification of a specific deal. You know, this advertiser, this price, these dates. Do you want to do it or not? Uh, If you say yes, we give you the script. You upload the ad read. Once you're done with that, we take care of the rest, inserting it dynamically, providing uh, reporting back to you and putting the money in your bank account at the end of the month. So all sort of trying to make it as easy as possible for podcasters to be able to just uh, focus on their content and let us go out and and sell the ads for you. Um, But you can also do that right alongside whatever ads you're selling yourself, right? And, you know, we just kind of fill in the holes and you can accept or decline deals as they come. It's amazing. And, And then you guys, I assume, take a cut or a percentage of what you find, correct? Yeah, we do. Uh, we take a 30% cut from the host red ads. We take a 50% cut from the programmatic ads. Um, and uh, that's generally how we fund the business. We have, um, you know, we have a SaaS uh, model as well where you can pay 
uh, for uh, more advanced features of the platform uh, as a podcaster, a small monthly fee. But we also have a totally uh, worthwhile and acceptable free tier. It's called the core plan. And that core plan has absolutely everything you need to run a podcast of, of giant size. We have a podcaster on the platform who is uh, definitely in the top 100 podcasts that are out there. We're talking about millions and millions of downloads per month. Uh, just work, work in the core plan. You know, no, no need to pay us uh, because all the features are there. Uh, one thing that we, uh, you know, during my, we, we have an agency during the day where we help people start podcasts and, mm. and we have set um, many people up on Red Circle. And yep. one of the, the pushbacks I get uh, from someone that maybe is like a, a nonprofit or they're an organization that's, you know, they're funding the, the podcast themselves. They say, well, I don't need ads. I don't need to do ads. And so this one organization, I said, well, the reason you want to go on there, though, is let's say down the road, uh, you're promoting, um, you know, maybe a, a fundraiser, right? Or you're promoting an event like a cruise that your organization is doing, or you're promoting a new book that your, your person has come up with. You're able to dynamically insert a host read ad that goes to all your back episodes promoting that book. And, and it's great because it's so simple. It's so easy. And you don't just have to rely on your future episodes. Cause I still like I, my business partner still will sometimes meet me in my office and it's great. He's an older gentleman, like he's in his sixties and, and he's discovered podcasts and loves them. And he'll often share podcasts with me, which I love because he'll <laughs> drive, um, you know, to Kelowna or he'll drive these long distances and he loves podcasts and he'll often find me old podcasts like from years ago. And, and that's just such a great example of, Hey, even if you're an, if it's an internal podcast, this is a great option. If you are, you know, never going to, you know, sell out and monetize your show to have that option is so nice. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, the, we don't call it like dynamic ad insertion. We just call it dynamic insertion because there's all kinds of different ways yeah. to use that's a good way the to technology, it. right? Podcasters. Yeah. You know, we, we have folks do their sort of intros and outros using it. Um, you know, you can configure really interesting stuff. You can, you can actually configure Red Circle to do random selections of audio. So you could have sort of three different outros that, that vary by each individual download of the content. Really? So really I cool know ways to make the Mike, content dynamic. Yeah. Mike, I got to do that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have uh, some podcasts that almost function like a choose your own adventure yeah. where, you know, the, the chapters of the story are all dynamic and each individual listener who downloads gets a unique version of, of the content. There's really wow. cool stuff that you can do. Um, you know, primarily dynamic insertion has been used by advertising to deliver scale, which yeah. is a great use of it. Um, but we also make it available to podcasters to be able to configure, like you said, announcements, ads for themselves. Um, some podcasts, especially like, say, a true crime podcast or something which has a long but still very relevant back catalog, um, you know, where people may binge through 100 episodes in a row. There's a great opportunity to find these folks who are listening to the back catalog uh, and gain access to them today. And that's true for marketers, too, who put ads, uh, use our advertising platform to execute campaigns. Um, if you want to get your budget out today, um, we can help you get it out today, regardless of where the listener is, is, uh, is listening. It could be a, an episode from two years ago, but they're going to get your ad today with its most relevant promo code and your most relevant call to action and your most relevant uh, brand messaging um, that you've that you've shipped today on Red Circle's ad platform, even though the listeners listening to some old content. Yeah, and and I don't want to like like I I am very thankful for and and I think we all need to be thankful for the base and the introduction of of uh, Anchor. Like we, we don't want to say anything bad about Anchor and there's nothing wrong with Anchor. Sure. Um, but one of the frustrating things was so, so Spotify bought it, which is very exciting. We've had Spotify on the show as well, and we've talked about this, but. Their originally anchor was designed so they won't help monetize or help you monetize unless a originally you were American 
and I think now recently you can be Canadian, but then B, you had to be in such a, a, a huge echelon of listenership. So us being a B2B show, business to business, we yep. didn't fall in there. Like they wouldn't look at us. Like they almost wouldn't bat an eye at us because we weren't in the B2C, like true crime. You know, I don't know, you know, some sort of um, w whatever show, call me daddy type of show. So sure. uh, that's what I loved about um, Red Circle was, you know, it didn't matter if we were small or big. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on B2B versus B2C podcasts and the monetization of those. Cause mostly on the B2B side, like, those that are maybe looking at doing a B2B podcast and they want to monetize it, but they know they're only going to get a small amount of listeners, but it's going to be the right amount of like the right type of listener. What's your yeah. advice for those folks? Yeah. So a couple things. One is, um, I think uh, we see a lot of B2B podcasters that earn revenue by driving. They use their, their, their podcast, uh, as content marketing for something else that they do, right? They're using it to uh, talk about the agency services that they provide, or they're using it to sell an online course on their website. And, um, uh, or they're using something like Red Circle's exclusive content feature to, you know, put some stuff behind a paywall. And, you know, you can make a lot more money from an engaged listener base that's willing to pay for stuff that you have to say uh, than you can by, um, you know, programmatic ads. And certain, it's like a, like Patreon-esque type of yeah, thing, right? Or, or exactly. OnlyFans-esque. Only <laughs> yes, I mean, we have all kinds of content on Red Circle. But um, but yes, exactly like that. There's, there's um, uh, you know, you put stuff behind the paywall, your fans that really care about what you have to say I want to support your work can can pay for access to something special um, and we've seen for creators that do a really good job of making stuff interesting on the other side of that paywall that they can have pretty high conversion yeah. rates and oh, yeah. uh, and fans are often re really happy to offer a couple of bucks a month to their favorite podcast if you're spending you know hours and hours a week listening to something um, you know it's worth you know five dollars a month uh, to help support the podcast that that you love um, and you know we have podcasts for example that um, they do a daily sports show yeah. Monday through Thursday is free Fridays behind the paywall it converts amazingly because lots of listeners um, um, want to hear Friday. They're used to listening every other day. And so they want to get the last day. We have shows that do like really long and intense interviews. And then they, uh, behind the paywall have a, you know, a debrief for 30 minutes, extra content where they talk about the, yeah. the interview afterwards. Um, you know, lots of different ways to put it together. If you're a B2B podcast, it's sort of the same story, right? Yeah. You could put, you know, extra interviews, uh, extra information, you know, all kinds of stuff like that behind a paywall is a great way to, to monetize the content. Because, you know, if you have 500, people listening you can you can make uh you know enough money for a, an extra date you know with your with your partner uh but that's that's about as far as that's going to go if yeah. you if you want to grow it to much larger than that um you know the other last piece about it that i'll say is for a b2b podcast you know business decision makers and business owners and stuff like that that's an extremely valuable audience to advertisers right um, you know, the, the, uh, a marketing, uh, technology company, right. These are large, uh, uh, transactions that sit on the other side. Should they, they generate leads on your show. And so you can also sell your advertising at a pretty high premium. You don't have to sell it at a consumer rate, uh, especially if you have a niche audience in a particular B2B topic. Um, you know, there's a podcast out there I've seen that's only focused on, uh, like, you know, uh, CISOs, like information security people yeah. that are listening, right? The, you can imagine the, the the security software vendors on the other side of that are willing to pay quite a bit to put their brand in front of that audience. So yeah. you don't have to have a huge audience to make money with advertising in a business context either. Yeah. And I'm and I just want to give this huge thanks to Canada Post, who's believed in our show, Hootsuite, um, CallRail, 
um, and uh, even hrefs, hrefs, however you mm-hmm. choose to pronounce hrefs in your life. Sure. Um, I actually pay for a premium podcast called Today in Digital Marketing uh-huh. uh, by Todd Maffin. Um, and I was looking at, he uses Supercast is what he chose to use. Oh, I see. Yeah. But well, I he uses Red Circle for his hosting. Uh, for his show and his advertising yeah. as well. Yeah. I should, I wonder if he knows about the feature. We should, we should let Todd know because it's, it's, it's probably one of the best digital marketing shows out there. I, mm-hmm. I have to say like hands down, like every day. And then if you, you subscribe to the, the pay thing, you get this email once a week. That's like incredible. So, um, yeah, Todd, yeah. It's a cool show. I've definitely listened to it. And, you know, Red Circle is really excited to partner with uh, with a lot of like B2B marketing shows yeah. like that. It's like an amazing uh, niche. Uh, marketers are are often like really um, people see podcasting in a lot of different ways. Some people see podcasting as entertainment. You know, they're listening yeah. to, you know, the gossip about what happened on The Bachelor last yeah. night. Some people treat podcasting as an opportunity to, to educate themselves and grow their capacity. Um, and that's actually why we, we generally see increases in downloads. Uh, in January, because yep. people sort of see it as like a, a something to like set as an intention for the year to sort of grow and learn. Um, and so, uh, you know, in, in the marketing sphere, um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people sharing ideas, learning from each other. Uh, and so this podcast niche is a really interesting one for us. Our, I, I found out our show um, is used at, in curriculum in universities. So it, it's the part of the further reading was listen to these three mm-hmm. episodes of Marketing News Canada by these Canadian marketing uh, experts. Yeah, which shows you the power of the long tail of your episodes too, right? Where people are coming and listening to, to old uh, old interviews and old episodes for content that's that's relevant then. You know, if you're not doing a fantasy sports uh, daily news show, then your back catalog has a lot of value, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, personally, and, and just on a personal note, I love uh, this show out of the uh, out of the U.S. Um, called Circle Round, and it's an mm-hmm. amazing storytelling show. And they actually get like real actors and actresses who, who voice these voices, and it's... Um, kind of folk tales from around the world. Um, anything Malcolm Gladwell does on, like, that he personally does, so not Pushkin, but, like, his revisionist history, I, mm. you know, love. And then my son and I, I've got a 15-year-old as well, so it's kind of also what you're listening to with your children in the car, but my 15-year-old and I love The Debaters by CBC, so it's, mm. like, uh, a funny debating show. And then, yeah, my younger children, we, we do the circle round. But my wife will often, she does like a really smart shows, like Stuff You Didn't Learn in History Class and all these other shows. And then she'll often have me listen to sections of it or will send me podcasts. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll dive deep into a history podcast and, yeah. and you won't see me for a week or two. And yeah. I'll come out the other end knowing everything there is to know about some, you know, very small period of Roman yeah. history or whatever, whatever thing there is. Yeah. I'm just an auditory learner. Uh, and I think a lot of people are discovering yeah. that that's who they are. Yeah. Um, the sort of social norms around having uh, uh, AirPods in your ears yes. all the time and stuff yeah. is has become a big change in people's lives. People are willing to pop a headphone in their ears while they do the dishes or while they walk the dog. Whereas or Costco um, and, and, go to- and, and turn... I that's my cost. Yeah, that's my go-to cost. Costco's crazy right now, and so I, I definitely like try to zone out and just, yeah, listen to yeah, Scott exactly Galloway. That. Scott Galloway joined me on my last Costco trip, and I like he. I love his stuff, dude. He does these. Okay, he has a regular show, but then he does these Q and As that are mm. fascinating. Yeah. Like I, I love, and I actually prefer his Q and As versus his regular shows. Interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to I just I've listened to Pivot from time to time. Yes. I mean, the other thing about it is that it's a very interesting opportunity for marketers too, right? You're, you're talking about a new space to put your brand in front of listeners. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, and it's a space where you literally get to whisper in someone's ear while they have nothing better to do, right? They're yeah. usually there. 
uh, with headphones in because their hands are busy or their eyes are busy. Um, you know, they're running on the treadmill or they're doing the dishes or they're pushing the cart in Costco. And that's a great opportunity to capture someone's attention. Um, and that's why we see such uh, such amazing performance from brands that really do well uh, connecting with the right kind of audience in podcast advertising. Yeah. So if, if you are a brand right now, you're like, man, I'm not going to start a podcast, but I want to advertise. And, and I have so many options. I've got so much spam, so many emails of, hey, here's who you should go to. If I want to just sure. dabble in, in either A, for my own brand or for, as an agency, brands that I represent, uh, where can I go and, and what should I do to kind of get started and learn? You're throwing me a softball. I mean, I think, you know, Red Circle is a great place to to experiment and get started in the podcasting uh, and the podcast advertising medium. And th there's a couple of reasons why. One is uh, we have incredible diversity in content, right? We're a, a hosting platform or a technology platform for podcasters. We don't specialize in any particular niche. So we're not like a, a sports podcast network or a, a network focused on a, a society and culture. We have podcasts about everything you could possibly imagine. We have shows with 5,000 people listening entirely about knife enthusiasts, like really, you know, stuff, super niche stuff. Um, and so as a result, uh, if you're a brand that's looking for a particular audience or you're looking for a particular demographic or a particular sort of content alignment, we have that content for you. Uh, and then what's amazing about it is that instead of having to like email 10 podcasts, go back and forth, negotiate spreadsheets, send PDF invoices in the mail and pay people out and checks and stuff, you know, the platform takes care of everything for you. You can say that show, that show, that show, that show, or all the Red Circle shows that have, you know, females between 25 and 36 uh, and, you know, be able to point and click your way towards planning a budget anywhere from a couple thousand bucks to a couple hundred thousand bucks uh, and, you know, then just hit go and let the platform do the rest and, and measure your performance. So it's a great platform for especially early experimentation like you're describing because we have diversity in the content and we can support budgets of any size and, um, you know, you don't have to do a ton of operational work to get a campaign off the ground if you're just sort of testing and you want to see if this is a, a feasible medium for you. That's amazing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, and then on the flip side, those that actually have a podcast that are monetized, it, let's, I'm going to give me as an example. I, I'm curious about this. I've got a few relationships like Hootsuite, Canada Post, and they come to me and say, hey, we want to do an ad campaign with you. And it's right. I have to send them these Excel sheets and I send them our proposals. Is there an option to say, hey, can you go to Sally at Red Circle and, and Sally or Frank and Frank will take care of the process because Frank's my person? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and we, how, would that, how does that work? Do yeah. That. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, you know, the, the the buying process can be done by we have an ad sales team. They're out there looking for new deals, but they also manage relationships with, um, you know, the podcast advertisers that you would recognize that you hear on shows all over the place. And yeah. then also brand new shows that are activating for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, any brand that's buying on your stuff, uh, if you wanted us to manage that on your behalf and run it through the software, we're happy to do that. Of course, we take a fee from the ads. Yeah, that we 33 percent. But I don't yeah, have to 30. send 500 docs every day. No, no, it's not like that. But I mean, nothing against sending those docs. I don't mind. It's just <laughs> sure. But there is something. So then when does it go back to like, because like with Hootsuite, we do like a trends report and it's more, they actually, and they don't actually do a pre-roll or mid-roll at, they buy like a, an advertorial episode. So they buy an episode mm -hmm. where we talk about their trends report. So yep. it'd go to your team and then it'd be like, hey, we've made the deal, we've signed the contract, come back to the host to work out the details. Is that how it? Uh, sometimes it depends on the type of campaign. We do d bespoke stuff like that, like yeah. uh, title sponsorship or, yeah. you know, sort of sponsored content whole episodes. Uh, and we still use the platform to help facilitate the financial transaction and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, you're, you know, if you're going to be like doing intense sort of sponsored content that has like a bunch of back and forth and understanding of what the brand is trying to achieve, then yeah. you're going to have to continue to coordinate directly with the brand. Um, but it's really that like more pre-roll or mid-roll host yeah. read uh, spot that the platform can really do all the work for you yeah. um but you know like i said in terms of uh, delivering data back to the advertiser about campaigns uh as well as making the financial part of the process sort of fully automated everybody just you know pays the invoice and uh and gets the the money deposited in the podcaster's bank account uh red circles can can help sort of in any kind of deal like that I, for example I, we sometimes sell uh like podcasters have like an adjoining youtube yeah. show yes um, yeah. and sometimes we'll sell advertising on those uh, because there's sometimes podcasters have huge engaged audiences there and there's a lot of value there. Um, but because of the nature of YouTube, we can't do like our dynamic insertion stuff on, yeah. on videos. Right. Yeah. There is an incredible blog and, and conversations by, um, Tim Solo, who, uh, I think he's the CMO of Ahrefs where they have spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on podcast advertising and they love it mm. because they're a B2B brand and, and they're really transparent about it, which I find fascinating is that they talk about it. They do it and then they analyze it, but they analyze it on their blog and, and, he, and he does YouTube videos about it. But he is super pro podcast advertising right now for the B2B market. And so 
Um, again, he, he then again just announced, I'm going to do 80,000 in podcast advertising. Who would you suggest? Like, he's quite great about it because then he crowdsources who's going to be doing it and hmm, ideas and such. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, smart marketers are recognizing the value of this medium. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the problems and things that have come along with the medium in the past, like a lack of standardization around metrics have been solved. Uh, the IAB has come in and set some metric standards that everybody that's professional in this space yeah. follows. Um, you know, there's been trouble around sort of attribution and measure measurement, which yeah. has been solved by a couple of different vendors in this space now um, that we love. Uh, so we can actually show marketers, you know, we don't have to just sort of use a promo code and take a guess at how yeah. many people signed up and use the code, but how many people forgot. Um, we can actually do uh, pixel-based tracking of who's getting impressed with advertising and who's showing up on your landing page and That's hitting awesome. submit. Um, you know, there's a lot of sophistication to this to this medium now, which is enabling brands to come in for the first time and treat it like a first-class performance marketing channel. Um, which you know, historically, it's been sort of put alongside out of home and other stuff where. Um, you know, where, where it is hard to like, uh, understand the value and ROI of the money going in. Uh, now you can understand the exact, uh, what, you know, you put a hundred dollars in and what comes out on the other side that the tools are there to make that happen. Yeah. And, and I love that, like in, in the same way, you know, Ahrefs being a, you know, an SEO tool, when they showed every show that they were on, they showed just the general traffic that came to their site from certain mm -hmm. areas. It was really cool. And they showed the exact monetization of it. And it was more and, and more from like a radio out of home style where they were like, look at the traffic that came after we were on these shows. It right. was it was quite cool and validating their hypothesis. Yeah. Um, uh, one other thing that I find really cool. So um, Malcolm Gladwell had a show, Revision History, way back in the day that was promoting Blue Apron all the time. And we didn't have Blue Apron in Canada. But then when I looked it up because it sounded fascinating. We had a chef's plate alternative. And so I. I signed up with Chef's Plate, tried it. It was fascinating. And then Article, uh, which is actually funny enough, a Vancouver company, he was promoting it. Um, we, two of our chairs now in our house are Article. Like, I'm, I look and I'm like, but I don't think, you know, I, like that Article ad was like a year ago. And, and you know, and, and we finally needed furniture and now we've got it. So it's, it's very tricky, even someone who has been impressed by podcast advertising. And, and even stuff that people mention in shows uh, that maybe wasn't even an ad, or maybe it was an advertorial ad, like it was sponsored content or what, but mm -hmm. I've gone out and tried it. And so um, there's something very impressive because it is a very intimate experience and you trust the hosts over years, right? Like I trust Todd Maffin to mm -hmm. tell me what's best because I've been following him for, you know, years, you know, with his show and, and, and other stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the value of these host read endorsement style advertisements and all the brands that have built huge uh, podcast marketing programs uh, recognize that that's the value. Now, it comes with some some things you have to get comfortable with. You're putting your brand in the hands of somebody else. You know, some brands are not comfortable with that. Um, you also have to be comfortable with uh, with a podcaster getting creative and using the talking points and turning it into something that's entertaining and authentic for their audience. Right. Uh, for a brand that uh, is willing to embrace that, there's incredible performance on the other side of that. And, and the quality of that podcasters read uh, their endorsement, the way they come up with something creative and engaging is the most powerful component in the success of the campaign. You know, we've seen two shows, very similar audience demographics, very similar sort of content category. 
let's say, you know, two, two shows about The Bachelor with 10,000 women, millennial women listening, um, perform drastically differently. Um, and our belief is that that's primarily because the, one of the hosts is just way better at explaining why, you know, this particular thing is better than the other. Yeah. We, um, as an agency, we use a tool called Call Rail. And we love it. And so when the chance came for them to advertise on our show, I was like, oh, obviously I'm going to read. They gave us a script, but I was like, yes, I'm not going to read that script. So I, I did something totally different. And right. I talked about what it was like before Call Rail and then after Call Rail and what it's like actually using the tool. And we sent it. And, and I didn't know if they were going to approve it or not, but they approved it. Not only did they approve it, but then they used that as their corporate uh, pre-roll for other shows that they were sponsoring which I yeah. thought was really funny. But I, um, it really does help. And I, I think there was a guy, Tim Ferriss, who said um, on his show he never does an ad for something he doesn't use. And he doesn't personally have either, you know, he, he's tested it, he's tried it, he loves it. And, you know, you know that whenever he does an ad. Usually they're quite obscure ads. Like he doesn't promote Squarespace or MailChimp or, you know, right. Blue Apron, but he's promoting things that, like, he genuinely really, really loves. Yeah. And like, you know, if you earn that reputation with your fans, then uh, then it pays itself back to you in the in the quality of, um, you know, the, the fans will listen and, and make purchases and then the advertisers come back. Right. And so uh, it all sort of comes together. If, if you can use your authentic voice, uh, you know, it's it's a value to you and for your fans if you're giving real stuff. And that's why Red Circle's ad platform, one of the features is actually helping to facilitate a product exchange. So whether you need to ship a physical good to the podcaster, we'll give you their addresses in a spreadsheet export, or if you want to like give um, sort of redemption codes to the podcasters, if you have an online service and you want to give them a free trial for six months, uh, that's all built into the platform because we, again, we want to make it as easy as possible for the podcaster to be authentic in their endorsement. And the best way to do that is to actually put the product uh, in their hands. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, other thing I discovered SEO wise, uh, when we start seeing shows that get, you know, do an ad on the show, but they also get a link in the show notes, that's showing up. Because not only is um, Red Circle showing up just as a high authority domain in the, in the high authority domains, but also all the places where Red Circle distributes the show. Because all of a sudden those backlinks are then showing up on Spotify and, uh, you know, all these, you know, all the randoms, like all the all the shows where people listen right now. Yeah. So it's it's another huge bonus for advertisers to get that totally. backlink. In the I mean, notes. on our site, we, we we put no follows on those so that people don't like create spam shows. Um, but not everybody does that. And so it's it's a great it's still a great tool. Um, and whether it's like based on SEO or whether it's just like people clicking the link and getting where you want them to go. Um, you know, using the show notes, using the, the links uh, in the metadata of your podcast and your episodes is definitely a powerful way to drive traffic different places. That's awesome. So uh, coming down the pipeline, what's something that people can look forward to Red Circle wise? Those that are uh, maybe, you know, checking out, you know, and now they're like, man, I want to use it. I want to get on Red Circle or I want to try it out as an advertiser. What else is maybe that you're excited about that you, you guys are brewing at the Red Circle headquarters? Yeah, um, I, I have to be a little bit careful about of what course. my exact roadmap items are, yes, but yes. Um, but both because I don't want other people to know about it, and also because you know my engineers will be upset if I tell you a date something's going to be delivered. But yes. um, and and understandably so. But uh, but yeah, let me tell you sort of what we're seeing in the industry overall. Um, the first thing is uh, what we've accomplished in generating. Uh, significant revenue for these middle market podcasters is something that we just need to start sharing with a lot more folks. Um, the business has sort of proven that this can work. The technology has enabled a lot of podcasters who've been working on their show for years and years to monetize for the first time. I've got emails 
from podcasters overjoyed by, you know, having slaved away on their podcast for many years and finally feeling like they're getting rewarded for it because that we can actually monetize it. Um, and so, you know, our main goal for this year is to put that technology in a lot more people's hands. And in order to do that, you know, we have little bells and whistles and things that we need to add that make people feel comfortable moving from somewhere else to us. We have to match, you know, feature for feature with other platforms. So there's a yeah. lot of work to be done there. The other thing is, you know, this host red fully automated advertising marketplace and platform that we've built is really unique in the industry. Uh, and nobody else has really have some automated system like that. Um, and so we sort of are ahead of the game there uh, in terms of product and engineering. And while our go to market approach catches up and we put this in the hands of a lot more podcasters over the course of this year, our product and engineering squad are going to be working on what's the next innovative and interesting thing that we can do to help with podcasters. And I'll give you sort of a hint, which is that, you know, when I talk to podcasters, the two things that they say are, uh, I want to grow my show and I want to monetize. Uh, monetize, we've got, uh, yeah. that, that's working great. On the growth side, we have an amazing platform called our cross-promotion system, which lets okay. you connect with other podcasters and run dynamically inserted cross-promotional stuff. And it's uh, that like a barter system. First, yeah, exactly. You, you, you upload your ad about your show, they upload their ad about yeah. their show, and they get inserted on the other one in That's a, a great fully idea. even exchange. Um, and we facilitate the insertion of it and the reporting all oh, fully automatically. I'd love it's that. It's very powerful, um, but it's the first product we ever built uh, all the way back in 2019, yeah. um, which for a startup is like the dark ages. Yeah. And so um, we have a lot of work to do to improve on that and other ideas that we have to help podcasters to really grow their audience. There's a lot of folks out there that will promise that they can help you grow your audience. Uh, we want to actually deliver this year. So that's so a big that's part a of what we're genius, planning. That's a genius, man. Because right now that's all manual. Right. And you can go to these websites like there's so many matchmaker.fm and all these like we'll introduce you to other shows. But like that's genius. It's yeah, very, there's a lot cool. of power when you combine this dynamic insertion technology with the goals that podcasters have in growth and monetization and elsewhere. Um, you know, that's the core of what our business built in the beginning. And then we've built tooling around it to help podcasters achieve their goals. Wow. I, you know, it's funny. I, so I've been on Red Circle for a while. I forgot about all the ad support you do because we've just been manually finding and discovering the ads ourselves, we should almost come back to that and look at some of those options. Yeah, turn it on. <laughs> you no. can set the price. You can turn it on and set a high price. And if we can sell it for you, then it's all incremental stuff for you. Oh, that's really, really cool. Um, Mike, how do you feel about doing a little rapid fire? Sure, yeah. I'm ready for this. All right, what was your first job? Uh, my first job was, I was a high school teacher. I was a high school math and science teacher right out of college. Nice. Night owl or early bird? Uh, night owl. Nice. Cat or dog person? Dog. What was the first thing that you ever marketed? Uh, I, I, I wrote a bunch of marketing technology for Uber. That was probably the, that, yeah. the first thing I could say I marketed. That's awesome. Um, did you follow like Uber coming into Canada and all the problems that happened? Like it came into Vancouver. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was around uh, for all the Vancouver drama. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's here now. It's here now, which is good. And so lots to be thankful <laughs> yeah. for there. Uh, sure. it's, it's not on Vancouver Island, though. So we, it just oh, got really? denied on the island, which is quite sad. So, um, but Vancouver, it's here. <laughs> um, dark or milk chocolate? Uh, dark. What is your favorite word right now? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Um, 
I, <laughs> I I've been I've been noticing I'm from New Jersey and I've yeah. been noticing a couple of words that come out that that make me sound like New Jersey like coffee coffee stuff yeah. like that uh, and the other day I said horrible oh okay. <laughs> and so I've just been I, maybe it's not my favorite word but it's a word that I've been noticing myself saying a lot more uh, yeah. maybe it's because COVID life is kind of horrible but uh, but that's <laughs> that's where my New Jersey comes out. And, and I think we need to mention your co-founder is Canadian. Is that correct? Or went to university in Canada? Yeah, that's right. My co-founder, Jeremy Lermit, is, uh, is from Vancouver. Which is incredible. So those that don't know, it, uh, Red Circle has some good Canadian roots in it, which is very exciting. No doubt. Yeah. Um, what is the last charity you supported, whether financially or with your time, and why? Um, good question. Uh, my wife and I have been involved with, um, with healthcare issues in the, uh, in the trans and LGBTQ community. My, yeah. my wife works at a, a healthcare clinic here in Cincinnati. Uh, that's called Equitas Health. That's focused on that. That's probably the best place that we've put our time and energy. That is awesome. It's very cool. Uh, what's a movie you love? Like you can watch over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> a good one. Um, I like Christopher Nolan films. I like um, probably Inception is the one I feel yeah. like I can watch again and again and again. That's awesome. It's very cool. Um, favorite song or album on repeat right now? Hmm. Uh, I listen to uh, jam bands. I'm like, uh, listen to sort of, uh, uh, you know, the, the music that has come out of, you know, Grateful Dead and yeah. Fish and stuff Fish, like this. And so yeah. my favorite band is Umphreys McGee. And okay. uh uh, any other albums would be fine as an answer to that question. That's awesome. And, and if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing with your life? Um, excellent question. Yeah, I, I would probably be back in a, in a, in a high school classroom. Uh, I really enjoyed the time doing that. I don't yeah. think I could do it every day forever, um, but, uh, but I would love to go back and do that again someday. That's awesome. What's an app on your phone you can't live without? Chess.com. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Um, favorite children's book? Oh, um, for me or for my kid? <laughs> uh, it's sort of both. My favorite children's book is the one that I enjoy reading the yeah. most. It's called The Mountain Who Loved a Bird. It's yeah. an Eric Carle book. I think it's written, the words are written by somebody else, um, yeah. but it's amazing. Okay. Uh, and the best thing you bought for under $10? Ooh, for under $10. Um, it's probably a case for the, the Kindle that I, that I read from all the time. Nice. Okay, as a Canadian, I just discovered there's a thing called Kaboo or Kaboo. I don't know if it's Kaboo. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a Canadian Kindle, but it's connected mm -hmm. to our Canadian libraries. Because I had a Kindle for ages, but mm -hmm. then I realized I couldn't get library books in Canada on it. So I, I switched over to uh, Kaboo. I'm totally going to get people say I'm saying it wrong. And it's amazing because <laughs> sure. then you, you sync it to OverDrive and you can take out library books and audiobooks from the library, which is very oh, cool. Well. So, yeah, uh, they have that here. My wife uses it all the time. I just, yeah. just I'm too lazy to figure yeah. it out. I spend the money on <laughs> no, it to Amazon. It takes time. It takes, you got to set your card <laughs> and verify. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Oh, wow. Um, Um, I, I used to think, uh, I, I have, uh, changed my view dramatically on, on, um, social media and whether or not it's like a fundamental good or bad in society. And I've started to lean off pretty heavily in the bad direction, but I used to sort of think, um, that a lot of the criticism of, uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff was overblown. And, and now, uh, I very much feel the opposite. Yeah. No, sort of you. tried to strip as much of that out of my life as I can. Good for you. 
um, business or marketing book you'd recommend? Oh, um, it's funny you brought up uh, Hrefs, Hrefs, but um, uh, my favorite uh, business book is by uh, Rand Fishkin, who used to run yes. the other yeah. SEO company. Oh yeah, um, Moz. His, uh, that's right, Moz, and uh, his book is called Lost and Founder, and was, mm-hmm. as, was a very important book for me when I was deciding to start and run this business. You know, unlike all the other startup books, which talk about everybody's like grand successes and how amazing it is, and oh, all the times that uh, you know they worked their butt off and everything turned out amazing on the other end, Rand is a lot more real. Um, yeah. And that book was important for me in the beginning as I read it to help me decide, like, oh you know, is this something I really want to do? Uh, Cause it's not going to be all butterflies on the other side. Yeah. And, and look at him now, the, the new company he started is it's incredible. Yeah. Really, really, really awesome. Um, what is, I know this is going to be really hard cause it's like saying who's your favorite child, but what is a podcast that you'd recommend right now for marketers? Oh, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is called Darknet Diaries. It's a, nice. a, a, a internet security podcast that tells amazing stories. Um, I've been listening to it for a while. My, my second favorite, I guess I'll cheat and do another one. For many, many years, I've been listening to a podcast called Uh Yeah Dude, um, America Through the Eyes of Two American Americans. Look, it's, it's uh, uh, the thing that most people will criticize and say, is what every podcast is, which is just sort of two guys on the couch talking. Um, but these are the original two guys on the couch talking. They've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah, uh, and awesome. I've been listening to them for, for that long. Um, so an incredible comedy podcast to take a listen to. That's great. Um, newsletter or website that you go for inspiration and resources? Um, great question. Uh, I like Morning Brew. As, that's yeah. probably the only uh, like morning newsletter that I actually read. I get yeah. probably 10 of them and I don't yeah. read any of them. Uh, yes. But Morning Brew uh, is a nice sort of way to get the day going for me. That's a great one. Yeah. And then there's also Marketing Brew, funny enough. So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I a like great that. subset of it. And we've been yeah. sponsors of that newsletter. Okay. And I, that's one of, the, one, of the, one of the other 10 that I'll sometimes read. <laughs> Nice. Um, what's a life hack that you'd be willing to share? Hmm. Um, I think maybe this is, uh, is lame. I think the ultimate life hack is to be able to write code. You know, I'm the CEO of Red Circle. I don't spend a lot of time writing code. Um, and certainly, you know, hopefully most of the code I wrote that powers Red Circle in the beginning is no longer running because that was just kind of me running as fast as I could and hacking things together. Um, but anything from, let's say you're a marketer, you want to do templates in your emails um, to you want to learn SQL so you can analyze data a little bit better uh, to you want to write a little Python script to automate something that stinks in your life. You don't have to be a prolific computer scientist to be able to take value in being able to write small amounts of code. And you don't have to be a science or math genius to be able to do it either. Uh, and so I, I think that's the ultimate life hack is being able to code your way out of the things in your life that you don't like. That's, that's great. That's great advice. Um, and skill required for the new economy. Like as you look to hire people and you hire new staff, what do you look for when you, uh, you bring new people onto the team? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a set of company values that I think, uh, are, um, are, are how we'd like to figure out who, who we're going to hire. And I'll just highlight one of those, um, which is that I think in today's remote world, um, you know, our business is mostly remote. Um, you have to find employees who can be real with you. Uh, you have to earn and build trust with everybody around you because you're no longer going to see what everybody's doing as you walk around in the office. If you're just sort of, uh, uh, you know, in situations where you aren't building deep relationships with your peers, uh, then you end up in a situation where 
where politics emerge or uh, you're assuming worst intentions instead of best intentions. And so building depth of relationships so that you can build trust between your peers requires people to be real and to be themselves. Being real at work means that you are speaking the truth. And it also means that there isn't a huge difference, could be a little difference, there isn't a huge difference between the way you talk to your friends and the way you talk to your coworkers. You're bringing your real self to work so that people can trust who you are. Um, and so we look for folks who can, who can do that. That's awesome. That's really great. Mike, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Um, this show is hosted by uh, the fine folks at Red Circle. <laughs> thank Mike, you. thank you for creating it. Thank you for... Um, having an incredibly, uh, I don't know him, but a great co-founder from Canada, from Vancouver, BC, mm -hmm. um, and, and working together to really invest in and help our industry. Because I can say, I can attest to when we switched over to Red Circle, our life and our advertising management was, was night and day difference. And, and, yeah. just made, and it gave us so much more confidence to bring more ads on because it wasn't the huge laborious task to our, our editor to put ads on. It, it made it way more fun, way more interesting, and uh, way more flexible, and we could uh, be smarter about how we monetize our show. So thank you for that. Yeah, well, hey, th thanks for finding it. I'm glad you did, and I'm glad we're, we're providing value. That's that, that, you know, hearing from folks like you saying that kind of stuff is what powers the work we, you know, the motivation for me to do this work every day. And yeah, man, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you uh, having me on. All right, so advertisers, uh, whether it's for your brand, if you are a CMO, uh, brand person for yourself, check out Red Circle agencies. You want to dabble there maybe for your own agency and or for some of the brands that you represent. And those that are considering podcasting, um, sure, you can go to the dollar store and get a host that's good. Uh, but maybe you want to go right to Home Depot and grab some of the power tools because why not? Because then it saves you the labor of switching everything over from one tool to the other. And the power tool is pretty awesome. And it's very similar. <laughs> It just gives you uh, a few more options uh, and really for the same price because the original, you know, Red Circle is free when if you don't need all the bells and whistles and, and it comes with a lot of bells and whistles. Huh? Sure you know, does. I, it doesn't come with tube, tubas, um, but um, <laughs> same thing you're going to find uh, with Anchor. So, again, Mike, thank you for being here. Yeah, uh, thank you. We'll put notes in the show notes, of course, and uh, we'll see everyone next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.